Well, friends, on Walk It Out today, I am very excited. Now, we talk a lot about following God's word and taking those steps of faith. And I would say, you know, a lot of us have um, those seeds planted in our hearts where we want to definitely walk out the living word and walk it out in our lives. But also, I think so many times we struggle with the physical part of walking it out, the physical part of having self-control and really stepping in the ways God wants us to with our eating and our exercise. I know I do. I think this is one of personally my biggest struggles. And that's why when I was approached about interviewing these authors, it was an immediate yes, because it is something I need in my own lives. I'm interviewing today Dana Demeter and Robin Thompson, and we are going to be talking about their new book, Eat, Live, Thrive Diet. So welcome so much, Dana and Robin. You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, I have to say, ladies, that I am your target market, this midlife metabolism. That is my struggle right now. I'm a homeschooling mom. I have 10 kids. Seven of those are adopted. Yes. (laughs) We have Mm -hmm. a busy life. And I just feel like my health has been the last thing that I have really tackled. And so, you know, I'm taking care of kids and writing books and doing this podcast. So this book is exactly what I need. Let's start with you, uh, Robin. Why did you want to write this book? Well, Trisha, I am 52 years old. And in my life, I had been reasonably lean and healthy. And when I hit about the 40s, I started gaining weight. And I actually was a health coach and a weight loss coach at that time. And what I was coaching my clients on and teaching them to do wasn't working for me anymore. So I felt really, really out of integrity. But I just could not get that weight to budget, just kept kind of creeping on and creeping on. And I was very frustrated. And so I said, you know what? No, I am not going to be like what we uh, many people expect to happen in their midlife and just kind of be that statistics well it's all downhill from here and so i started doing research and realizing from that research i needed to change the way i was eating i needed to change the things that i was doing because our bodies change as we age and so coming out on the other side having victory with losing that weight getting lean again I knew there were so many other women, especially in the exact same boat as I was, and that I wanted to share what I learned and how they could make those changes and actually have success and victory as well. I love that so much. So Dana, I would love to hear from you too. Or Dana, sorry. 
No problem. My story is a little different in, in that one of my earliest challenges was with food and diet and my body started um, in my teen years where I'd been a very healthy you know, young child and didn't have any eating issues. But as I hit my teens, about 15, I was looking at myself and comparing myself to my girlfriends. You know, that that happens, uh, has happened for, for many, many, many years. I'm 66 years old. And so this is back in the 60s. And I, I looked at them and I thought, I'm fat. And I started to diet Uh, And I was probably, maybe I could stand to lose five pounds, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have a problem. Well, just to fast forward, making a a very long story short, I ended up with a full-blown eating disorder. I was bulimic. Uh, I was not losing weight, in fact, because uh, bulimia is not a good diet plan. Um, I was, but I was not clinically obese because I was purging. And so by the time I hit college, ironically, I became a nursing student. I was going to school to become a registered nurse. I was sometimes binging and purging five times a day. So one of my first um, reasons for wanting to write this book is recognizing that so many women have an unhealthy emotional relationship with food. Uh, And that is something that ultimately led me to the Lord. I was was cycling between binging and purging with diet pills back in the 60s and early 70s. And it ultimately ended up creating a a perfect storm for panic attacks. And those panic attacks had me thinking I was losing my mind and sometimes even dying. Mm. And ultimately they led me to the Lord because uh, I was so fearful. And that was um, an amazing, ultimately an amazing blessing. Then fast forward, you know, I did have incredible victory learning how to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, which is something that we teach in Eat, Live, Thrive Diet. But like Robin, even though I had victory for many, many years, overcame the bulimia, really practiced the principles we teach in the book, um, when I hit Uh, perimenopause and menopause in my 50s, I didn't balloon up, but there was like three pounds and then six pounds. And then ultimately I was probably up 12 or 13 pounds. And I had kind of the same feeling as Robin. Uh Uh-uh. No way. I'm not going to, there's, I'm not going to make this an excuse. I know for a fact this can change. And we had very different um, paths in terms of the foods uh, that were hanging us up, but we both found victory in our midlife. And, uh, and we're just so excited to share that message with women. So whether their issue is emotional, mental, spiritual, or physical, and usually a combination of all, um, we really feel like we can help them find some victory, some lasting victory. And I think that's what I love love so much about the book is it just doesn't cover like this is your eating planner this is your exercise planner this is it's all of it together it's talking about the spiritual and the emotional and and but then you also give this wonderful plan and okay I have to say it was just yesterday because I knew we were going to be talking today that I finally got the book out started looking through it I'm 47 and it seems like I've been you know tried all these different diet plans and I would sign up for this group of this uh, program with pre-packaged food and lose weight, but then it would always creep back up. And it got to the point where it's just like, I give up. Like I get so tired of doing all the plans and trying to work on these things. But I have to say, I got so excited last night reading through it. And you really share some of the reasons why at midlife our bodies change and why we need to do things differently. And so then I got on Instacart and I ordered all the food. It was already delivered today, all the vegetables, (laughs) all the meats. I'm like so excited to talk to you because it really was, um, just encouraging to me like these are people that understand what I'm going through and that I really have hope so that's very excited so I would just love to hear either one of you could share just how um, you got 
together and how this program came to be. Robin, you want to start that? Well, sure. Absolutely. So Dana and I have known each other for 20, going on 25 years, and we knew each other through ministry. um, And we had kind of lost touch uh, when Dana moved to Europe for a period of time. And we came back together, oh, seven years ago, just talking about some different business ventures. And about five years ago, Dana was doing some podcasting about health and lifestyle. And she invited me to come onto one of her podcasts because she wanted to ask me about the way I was eating because I had changed how I was eating at that point. And we did the podcast and she asked me all these questions. She's like, wow, you really know your stuff. We should do one of your recipes and we'll do it on video. So we started doing, uh, some video recipes. And from there, it just kind of came together. We decided to form a partnership and we created, initially, this um, this program was kind of in a pilot and we tested it with um, different uh, clients and customers and people that were following us. And then we just continued to expand it and expand it. And that's where the Eat, Live, Thrive diet actually you know, was birthed from. It was a God yeah, thing, yeah, Patricia. Really. I mean, it truly, it truly was um, bringing both of our decades. I mean, together we have over fifty years of experience in health and wellness and coaching, and bringing us together. You know, two menopausal <laughs> women together make three super women. I'm, I'm sure of it. Uh, and so, it, it really has been a beautiful collaboration and so much fun to watch. Uh, women all over, not just, I, I always say the country, but truly the English speaking world, um, watching them have all these aha moments and watching their bodies change, not just weight loss, incredible vitality, getting rid of aches and pains and other symptoms that they had no idea were related to their diet. Mm, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the plan. Um, so Robin, do you want to start telling us a little bit about the plan that you guys have come up with? Sure, sure. The plan is divided into really three phases. And those phases, the first phase is the elimination phase. Second phase we call discovery. And the third is called lifestyle. And the elimination phase is really designed to help you really jumpstart your metabolism, jumpstart that weight loss, and um, really increase energy and just take you from the place of where you're at right now to that next level of health and vitality. And then in that elimination phase, you're eliminating certain foods. We call them food culprits um, to see if you have food sensitivity, if they're just a good food for you or not. And we can expand on that a little bit more as we go on. But the the next phase, of that's usually two to four weeks. And then the next phase of the diet is what we call discovery. And in discovery, you're going to test those foods that you eliminated. And you're going to see which foods are specifically causing you possible food sensitivity, inflammation, um, maybe food cravings. There's just certain foods for some people, and it's very individual, that aren't the greatest for them. And for health reasons, as well as there could be certain foods that you discover are literally holding you back from weight loss. And what works, what might hold Dana back from weight loss 
is fine for me or vice versa or same with you. So it's very individual. It's not cookie cutter, but you're in your own discovery of those individual answers. And then after the discovery phase, after you've tested those foods, we have developed a sustainable lifestyle plan. In the lifestyle plan, you're kind of taking all of the information that you just learned about yourself and about your body and creating a long-term plan either for continued weight loss, depending on how much weight you want to lose, or just to maintain and for overall health. And that's kind of just a a really brief overview. And Dana might want to expand a little more on some of the details I left off because I'm sure there's tons. (laughs) Well, what I would say is sometimes people hear the word elimination and they think, oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard and it's going to be so strict. And we created three levels in that phase one elimination, Tricia, because we're realists. I mean, we live in a real world. Look at your life. Ten children. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I'd have time to eat. but, But, you know, so level one, women are just, and oh, by the way, this this diet works fabulous for men, um, but it's designed with that, with that, the woman in mind. Um, but they eliminate all grains and sugar for that, usually about 14 days. And what's really cool is, of course, there's tons of, of great foods they can eat, fruits and veggies and lean meats and, and so forth. And they haven't even taken out some of the things we do in level two and three, like dairy and nuts. And because so many of the, these foods, as Robin said, are troublesome. Mm-hmm. But what's wonderful is we have so many fabulous recipes that handle those cravings for, you know, bread and, and, sweet treats and things like that because we we have created all these grain-free recipes like snickerdoodle muffins, uh, lemon poppy seed muffins, even a truffle, a chocolate truffle recipe. Um, Because within that elimination phase, we allow for one tablespoon per day of either raw organic honey or pure maple syrup. And we encourage them to use it within the recipes because that really just does the trick. Uh, women just rave. This is so doable. And actually, most of their families love the recipes they're creating. Of course, there's entrees and all that. Uh, Robin, anything else on that? Oh, just that um, in, in, the, in the elimination phase, Dana said we had the three levels, and she just described level one. And the, like you said, the reason we did that was so that women aren't well overwhelmed. They can start at the easiest level. And they can literally notch up to the next level and the next level if they choose to. But what I wanted to say about the whole plan from phase one, two, and three is it's a cyclical plan, Tricia. So um, you may go through phase one, phase two, three, three, and then you might circle back around to phase one because maybe you didn't get all of your testing done in the discovery phase the first time. Or maybe, you know, let's face it, we we live in a real world, real life situations come up, maybe you go on a vacation, maybe you fall off your plan. And what do we say? We say, just go back to do your, your phase one again, and you can do it for one week or two weeks this time. It's up to you. But it's meant to circle back around and um, at the highest level of our elimination, we do have a, a, a cleansing component if you decide to do uh, level three. And we do encourage women to do that a couple times a year just to help cleanse and detoxify their body. But it's a really simple program to move through the phases and, and move in and out of those phases as you need. 
And I think going, you know, talking about the recipes too, there are things that I can make, like you mentioned, for the whole family. In fact, yeah. we're having the chicken fajitas tonight and <laughs> my kids are going to have the tortillas. I'm going to have lettuce wrap to go around my fajitas. But so many times you see programs and the types of foods they have, first of all, they're really expensive. Second of all, you know, they are things you don't typically buy that your kids don't want to eat. Um, but the recipes in here as I was going through, okay, tonight we're having chicken fajitas. A couple nights from now, we're going to have the chicken sausage zuka. And I'm like, these are things my kids will eat. I can cook for everyone. It's not like me making my, my meal for myself and my family having something completely different. This is just really healthy meals that everyone can enjoy. And you made a really good recommendation. You know, you, the modification is yes for your children or husband or whoever, you know, if they want the tortillas and they're going to have the grains, fine. Same with you're making kind of a spaghetti dish or whatever. We do spaghetti squash or the, the zoodles from zucchini, make a little zucchini noodles. And it's like the, the bulk of the recipe, you know, it can be modified to add the things they're used to. Um, and it's not that you're never, ever going to have an, a, you know, a, a pasta noodle again in your life, but you're going to realize um, as you do let go of some of these things for a while um, that some of them don't work for you. They are the culprits that have been holding you back for a long time, uh, not only from the weight loss, but from as we've taught, said before, just vitality and energy. We want women to know it is normal to be high energy every day. Hmm. And not taking naps every day like I usually do. Like, okay. <laughs> Well, I don't. I, with 10 kids, you know, Trisha, I think you have a whole lot of reason to take a nap. Can I, um, can I share a story about that, though, that you bring that up? Is um, One of our um, readers just recently, her name is Nicole, uh, she – started on the program. She actually did the program. She's, she's, when, how old is she, Dana? 40? She's like 43. Okay. Mm -hmm. 43. And she actually decided to do the program with her mom and, um, they went on it together and she actually brought her family, her husband and all her kids. They actually did all the same food that she was eating. So she, I don't even think she adapted the recipes, but that's just the way she went about it. And, um, in the process, she lost 25 pounds. Her husband lost 25 pounds. And this is, in, they did it in 90 days. It was pretty amazing. And she went from like a size eight down to a size two. But the reason I bring it up, Trisha, is she um, had been, she said she was, she was still nursing when she decided to start. So she asked us about that. Was she going to be able to do that with, you know, still nursing her last baby? And um, she said the biggest change for her was that before, doing the program, she would nurse her baby in the afternoon and then she would literally flop on the couch for the next few hours because she was so exhausted. And once, I think probably within a week to two weeks on the program, that whole um, habit completely changed because she had so much energy. She said she'd nurse the baby, but then she was involved in all these projects she wanted to get done because she wasn't tired anymore and she wasn't laying on the couch anymore. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think sometimes we just think, okay, we're older, our bodies are changing, we just need naps, and we have all these kids running around, we need naps. But I love the idea that, you know, we can have more energy, um, and we don't have to feel sluggish all day long just because of our age or just because, you know, we have a busy household. Exactly. Okay, another question I had was about the eating window. I would love one of you to share about that, because I think we've heard about the intermittent fasting before, but how does this play in to what you're doing with this program? Well, 
a lot of people, yes, as you said, have heard about intermittent fasting and the benefits. One of the concerns that Robin and I had as we were um, sharing that strategy, which was really becoming a game changer for a lot of our clients, was the research we were doing um, indicated that women have to be especially careful because they're one, because of hormonal imbalances, sometimes intermittent fasting can can impact that. And secondly, a, well, a form of hormones, of course, is our, our adrenal, uh, our adrenal health. And so adrenal fatigue is another concern. So what we decided to do is create a form of intermittent fasting we call the Elive Thrive Eating Cycle or short ELT Eating Cycle. And what we have found is we encourage women who have never done any form of intermittent fasting to just get in the habit, the daily habit of having a 12 hour fasting window. Truth is, and we share an example in the book about um, farm, you know, a farm wife from years, years past, probably most people in the past did fast every day uh, for about 12 hours. They might stop eating at you know, six or seven at night and not eat again till six or seven in the morning. And so that is um, kind of a norm that people have have lost uh, touch with. And so that gives uh, the body such a great metabolic rest because it is during sleep where we get that cellular renewal. But if we're going to bed and we've just had, you know, our last little snack at, at 10 p.m. when we go to bed, our body's working on digestion. And so that's kind of where we started. And then do you want to continue, Robin, on just sharing how we encourage women to notch up and find their sweet spot? Sure, absolutely. So that's where we have people started at the at 12 hours. And then we encourage several times a week, maybe three to four days a week to increase that if they're able to. And they can increase it to... 14 hours, they can increase it to 16 hours, but we really tell them, listen to their body. And so let's say you had a goal that you were going to fast for 16 hours. So you had your last bite of food at eight o'clock at night, and you were not going to eat again until 12 the next day. That would take you to 16. But you're going through your morning and about 11 o'clock, you are just, we call it hitting the wall. Maybe you're getting shaky. Maybe you're getting a headache. Well, that's telling you, you know what? You break your fast. You don't, you don't push through in that situation because your body, you can literally train your body over time to go longer without food, but you need to listen to it and let it know, hey, I'm not going to stress you out. And the, the more you fast and the, the more often that you do that, it's going to become easier and easier, but it can change on any given day. I know I do a lot of you know, 15, 16 hour fast. And there are some days where I'm just hungrier than others. And I say, you know what, today is not going to be the best day uh, for me to extend it to 16 hours. I'm just going to stop at 14. So we really encourage you listen to your body and, um, but, but do try to notch it up and see. It's also uh, amazing how it, 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 in some ways, allows women to realize, you know what, I can go, I don't have to eat every couple hours, I don't have to eat as often as I'm eating. A lot of people graze just out of habit and out of um, boredom. And this just makes it more intentional for them. And especially if you think about the nighttime eating, Trisha, if you know, you finish your dinner at six or seven o'clock, 
I mean, you can eat a good 600 calories worth of food just snacking until 11 o'clock at night, which your body probably doesn't need. Right. And I, I think definitely, I love how you talked about the farm wife. Um, Because for so many years, I mean, it got dark, people went to bed, they stopped eating, they they didn't have the television, they weren't snacking in front of it. And I think because we have all this entertainment, it gets hard to, you know, turn off the TV to keep the refrigerator closed. And I noticed as soon as we have a show on or we're watching a movie with especially with our teens, you know, pretty soon they're in there, they're getting chips. And I'm like, you don't need that, you know, but they, they think they do. And I think it's a good example for all of us, if we're doing it as parents to, you know, just stop that, that snacking, that eating is something that our kids can benefit from too. Absolutely. Those things become a trigger. You know, we get, we go to a movie, we grab the popcorn, we go, we sit down to TV, we grab a snack, we read a book, we do that, you know, we combine, of course, food is wonderful and enjoyable, but it's just a matter of some intentionality. And it's not to say you're never, ever going to have a treat while you do something, but you try to make it the exception rather than the rule. And one of the things we say to women, in addition to that, you know, at least starting with that 12 hour fast is try the best you can to not eat three hours before you go to bed. So if you're a person that goes to bed at 11, okay, you know, you you might have a little bite of something at, at eight o'clock, but if they can get in that habit, in addition to the 12 hours and then extending it, they're learning that they have willpower, number one, two, they're not fueling up for sleep. Um, their their body is getting used to that fasting state. And as, as Robin said, the body is highly adaptable. So even for people that think, oh, I've got, you know, unstable blood sugar, I've got hypoglycemia or whatever. It is amazing if they do it slowly and listen how they can build up. And we have had so many clients, I'm thinking of a gal named Sandy that said, when she started adding that intermittent fasting to her total lifestyle plan, um, it notched everything up. Sometimes it's because people are simply eating less calories because their window is smaller. Um, There is one little risk that you can do what we call rebound eating. You know, you've gone 16 hours or more without food, and then all of a sudden you think, permission (laughs) to binge. So you have to have the right attitude. But again, there's some health benefits, and it it improves ketone production, which ketones are uh, a form of energy that is exceptional for the brain, especially as we age. Um, So there's just, again, there's so many health benefits that we encourage women to try it, um, even if they think they can't, because they're usually surprised that they can. Right, absolutely. And I think it it can become a habit, you know, a good habit in a positive way of not eating, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, that three hours before we go to bed. Now, um, Robin, let's talk a little bit about sleep, too, because I think that's another thing you address, because I think overall, we're running full speed, and we don't get enough sleep. How does that impact this plan? Well, sleep is so essential for weight loss. Like Dana had said earlier at night, your body is rejuvenating, it's regenerating, and all of the building blocks of what you, you know, the good things you did during the day, the body's able to utilize and, and, and um, create good health out of. So when you are deprived of sleep, usually it's going to trigger cortisol levels in the daytime are going to be thrown off cortisol as a fat storing hormone. Um, it's just really imperative to get, you know, if you can, somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep. And it is said to, to the, the earlier you go to bed before midnight, you know, so you say 10 o'clock is actually ideal um, there's so many different studies out there on sleep, and we there are studies that show if you are not getting enough sleep, it's it's definitely more difficult to lose weight. 
and overall health in general diminishes. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, a lot of our, our readers are in their perimenopause and their hot flash years. Um, the hormones wake women up a lot in the middle of the night. So we understand and recognize there are challenges. Um, but we, we try to give quite a few great tips. In, and certainly for a lot of people, melatonin can be helpful. Getting hormones balanced can, get, can be helpful. Uh, and while we don't, this isn't a book on menopause, you know, we really do encourage women to be the CEO of their own healthcare team. And so finding good doctors that hopefully take somewhat of a natural or functional medicine approach um, to help them find healthy ways to balance their hormones so that they do sleep better. And of course, Robin, in fact, I'd love you to address just the whole issue of being estrogen dominant, because that's such a common thing in women in their in their 40s and, and 50s. Right, because that's something that I struggled with. In fact, um, oh gosh, I was 2010, I had gone to the doctor because I was waking up every single night in the middle of the night, I um, and I was having all these hormonal issues. Of course, I had been gaining weight, and um, I went to the doctor, and uh, he said, oh my gosh, Robin, you are so estrogen dominant, your, your progesterone is so low, he said, there's absolutely no way you're going to release this weight until you get these hormones balanced. And so at that time, I did go on a bioidentical progesterone to help balance out the hormones. And this was before I had done all the research that I had on food. But we do know that food and especially grains can impact your all your hormones and it can impact your reproductive hormones. So um, I didn't know that at the time, but I, I started on the bioidentical progesterone, which really helped me at that time. And then of course, balancing out my diet and figuring out those foods definitely made that huge difference for me to be able to, to release the weight and, um, and, and keep it off once I found out which foods were, were causing me issue. But um, it definitely is something for women to look at if, if they're struggling and they're kind of hitting that place where nothing seems to be working for them. I definitely really encourage them go to a doctor, find out what your hormone levels are and and address that. I love that because sometimes we don't even know where to look, what questions to ask, or what to even say to our doctor. True, true. And really, you know, as you're in that perimenopause age, um, an annual blood workup is really important because we think hormones often, you know, all about the female hormones, but as Robin said, we're looking at cortisol, we're looking at insulin. So insulin resistance, one of the reasons, uh, again, we wrote the book is as women age, their carbohydrate thresholds drop, which means they're not utilizing carbohydrate efficiently like they were in their, in their twenties. I mean, as early as 30, it's dropping. And you can imagine by the time you hit 50, the average woman just cannot process uh, carbohydrates as healthfully. So you can look at um, the the insulin and the blood sugar levels and all these things that, and thyroid, of course, is also a hormone. And women, you know, might go in their, in their early 40s and even late 40s getting blood work, you know, every few years. But if you're not feeling at your prime, you want to have those answers in combination with the right diet to get the maximum mm, results. So much good things. I mean, I'm just going to go read through this book again because I just was <laughs> underlining and highlighting so much as I was going through. And there's one more thing I just want to end with, and that is just the spiritual part of it. Um, the chapter is Beauty and the Beast, Body Image and Your Identity. And I think so many times we feel like we can't get a handle 
on our health or we just feel drained and it, it can impact our spiritual lives too. So Deanna, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yes, having been, you know, the gal that, that, struggled with my, um, my body and my relationship with food. I started that whole diet thing, um, in my teens because I thought I was less than, you know, and I, and I think it's just, there's something in our little human psyche that says, do I measure up? Am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? And I, and, you know, God certainly created us body, soul, and spirit. Number one, number two, he created beauty. He created nature. That's absolutely beautiful. We read about Um, some of the physically beautiful women in the Bible from Esther and all those amazing uh, beauty regimes she did for uh, a long period of time to go before the king and be chosen, you know, to uh, Rebecca and, and Sarah and so forth. And so we have to kind of put that all in perspective. And Robin and I felt like here we're, you know, we're writing this book about uh, weight loss and health, but let's just get real. Um, we ought, we do struggle a little bit with that. And so the chapter Beauty and the Beast is just to help women kind of discover uh, through prayer and reflection, where am I at? Is my relationship with my body and how I perceive myself, is it honoring God? Is it, you know, because there, there's kind of this fine line. I don't think there's anything wrong with us pursuing um reasonable beauty and feeling good about our body size and shape and all that, but we don't want to worship it. And we don't want to put, say that our whole identity is wrapped up in our physical appearance. And so it's, you know, I've had a motto much of my life. It started kind of to do with lifestyle, but it later became about everything. And that's do the right things for the right reasons and trust God with the results. So God gave us the body, he gave us the, you know, the genetics, the the looks, the potential that we have. And it doesn't always fit into today's society's standard of beauty, but God calls us beautiful. And I believe he wants us to see ourselves accurately. And, and part of that is being really a good steward of our bodies so that we're not carrying unhealthy amounts of weight. It doesn't mean that, you know, what, what today's Hollywood culture would say, you know, you almost have to be underweight to, to fit the standard. It's not that. And so we encourage women to read that chapter and to consider and just ask God, you know, is there any area of my self-perception that is off? Because it's not about self-confidence. It's about Christ's confidence. And I think that women look and seem the most beautiful when they're reflecting the glory of God in their lives. And, and whatever results they get in their dieting and in their beauty regimes, that they they appreciate, you know, the brown eyes, the whatever, you know, whatever he gave, whether it's a, a stocky kind of a, a body build or a, a long and skinny body build that we just see ourselves through his mm, eyes. I love that so much. Now, Robin, um, if some as a reader is thinking about picking up the eat, live, thrive diet, what encouragement would she would you have for her as she's starting this journey? Well, I would say. First of all, when people pick up the book, they the, the whole first section of the book, we call it preparation. And that is all about getting their mindset um, and learning how to identify their habits and how to change those habits from the inside out. Because you can have a great plan, right? And I, we can tell you exactly what to do in the plan, which is in uh, part two of the book. 
you know, eat this way, take these foods out, test these foods, all of that. Um, but if you, if you don't figure out how to get yourself to do those things, because we are creatures of habit, right? And those habits are ingrained in us, then we want you to have long-term success. And so we want you to address that part of your life. And so I would say, if you're excited to get started and you, you know, you want to get results, absolutely. You can jump right into part two of the book, right into the plan. And you can jump forward and, and, and just jump in with both feet. However, make sure that you go back and read the first part of the book, which is all about renewing your mind, identifying the lies that you're believing, which are creating habits, maybe negative habits. There, You probably have some good positive habits too, but those negative habits that might be holding you back from sustainably living a healthy lifestyle. And um, it, it could be how you view yourself. It could be how you view food. All of those things um, could be, you know, maybe you've had, maybe you failed at diets or healthy lifestyle plans all in the past and you don't believe that you can succeed. That's a really big lie that you need to address in, and, and Dana, you might want to share how, how they do that because I think it's such an important part of our whole program. It really is because it's what, you know, we talk about knowing what to do, but how to get yourself to do it. And that's always the big million dollar, excuse me, the big million dollar dollar question is how do I get myself to do this consistently? Because it's the consistency that gets results. So we share four steps and they're really basic. You know, it's identifying the lies you believe. It's taking those thoughts captive. And what we mean by that is squash them. When you catch yourself either with an emotion that's like, oh, I'm such a loser, I whatever, or, you know, or the words that go behind it, you stop dwelling on this. You're like, no. So in the minute, the minute you're catching yourself saying or thinking or feeling these negative ways, you are going to go to step three, which is, is to replace them, to replace those lies with truth. So you can do that with a simple statement. One of my statements coming out of bulimia was, I'm easily satisfied. I have self-control. Um, I can't stand being full. Uh, but also scripture. You know, when I was struggling with panic attacks, I believed I was dying. I was losing my mind. I was a loser. And so 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That scripture saved my life. Literally dwelt on that scripture. Every time I went to fear, panic, and all that, I went to that scripture. And over six, nine months, my panic attacks started coming less frequently. And by the end of that about nine month period, they were gone. Um, and so step number four is what I just said. Repeat, repeat, repeat. You take those truths. You're squashing the lies and you're repeating those truths over and over and over again. It's powerful, but it takes time because we used to say it takes 21 days to change a habit. That's what behavioral psychologists used to kind of observe that things got easier at about 21 days. What we know now with the advances in um, neuro neuroscience and all that is uh, at about 21 days, the neuron pathways in the brain start to start to change, but it actually takes more like 75 to 280 days to really rewire our thinking. Uh, it says in Romans uh, 12 to, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're transformed with truth. And so what happens is that repetition um, 
it changes. It changes everything. God tells us to dwell on that which is good and noble and, and worthy of praise. So it's it's a biblical principle that we apply to our life, both practically and um, scripturally, and it literally changes everything. There's so much good stuff here. It's changing our mind and um, focusing on God, changing our hearts, changing our eating habits. But what I love is that it's doable. It's one day it's one meal, it's one thought pattern, um, and just and turning it over to God. And I love that part about repeating God's truths so we, they dig in our hearts. And so we get out of those ruts that we have our minds circling around and around saying, you know, I can't change or I'm too busy to caring for everyone else. Like, I don't have time to take care of myself. All these things can be changed. And I know I am so encouraged today. So why don't um, you tell us where we can find more information about both of you and the Eat, Live, Thrive Diet? We have a couple of websites. We have a, actually a website dedicated to the diet. It's to support our readers, but you can learn more about um, the book there as well. And it's eatlivethrivediet.com. And uh, it is it has worksheets and all the downloadable resources that just come alongside. We also have our main website, which is leanhealthyageless.com, where we do a lot of our um, our weekly video uh, blogs and recipes and just kind of a fun place to find quite an assortment. Um, Robin? Want to tell them about the academy? Yes, we also have something called our Eat Live Thrive Academy, and that is a, um, a coaching support group that is dedicated to help people as they are going through the Eat Live Thrive diet. If they feel like they need that extra uh, layer of support, it's a monthly membership. You can cancel any time, but we have weekly, um, bi week. Actually, we have a couple times a week, uh, coaching, live coaching sessions. You can come in by video or by phone call. We have a private uh, Facebook group, support group, Facebook. Did I say that right? We have a private Facebook support group <laughs> that we're on connecting with our um, members on a daily basis. And um, it just, what women say about that support is as they're going through the program, not only do they like getting the extra layer of support from Deanna and I, but uh, there's lots of tools and resources on their website. They have a private website, but they love connecting with the other women that are going through the same thing that they're going through. It's a really reasonable monthly fee. It's so ridiculous and um, anybody can afford it. And so that's just an extra um, support that we offer for somebody that wants that extra layer. Oh, all of this sounds so wonderful. I'm so excited that I came across this book. I came across um, both of you. I know you'll be hearing more from me. <laughs> I'm going to be checking out your all the things that you offer. But thank you so much, both of you, for being here and for really just helping women and supporting them, um, not just you know physically with our bodies, but also spiritually. That is such an encouragement. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you so much. Okay. How excited are you about healthy living, healthy eating? I am so excited about the Eat, Live, Thrive diet. It really makes a lot of sense. I love what Dana and Robin were saying, and it just is so encouraging that we don't have to just feel sluggish, that we can actually feel healthy, be active, and live the lives, walk out the lives that God has called us to. So I just know that you'll be encouraged and just know that, you know, you're not in this alone. There are so many people out there that are struggling with the same thing. Look up the resources that they talked about. I know I am, I'm already like planning on it, going to 
dig into this because I know it'll make a huge difference in our lives. Now, when I think about all that God has called us to do, um, I really know that this, how we live now is how we will also impact our kids. So I was thinking about a good walk it out verse today, and this may be a stretch, but really, truthfully, it is not. So the, today's walk it out verse is Proverbs thirteen twenty two: a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that's the New King James Version. And when I was thinking about that, when I'm thinking about myself and eating and living and thriving, I'm actually teaching my children, even my children's children, to do the same. So I need to just change my mindset. It's just not about me. It's just not about fitting in a smaller size jeans, but it's really living a healthy life that will be an example to all those around me. So let's pray. Dear God, I just thank you so much for Dana and Robin and just how they just want to inspire and encourage women. I know this is a struggle for so many, Lord, and we aren't really living or walking out our best lives because we're not taking care of ourselves. First of all, I just pray that you'll help all of us to really work on getting the sleep and eating the healthy foods that our body needs, not just so we can look better, which is always a bonus, but mostly that we can just live the best lives. I pray that the way I live and the way my listeners live um, will just be an example to those future generations that the way we care for ourselves will be an inheritance for them. And it's just a new way of thinking of things, God. I pray for each one of us today. In your name, amen. Well, friend, thank you so much for tuning into Walk It Out. Um, Check out those resources that they talked about, and we will have everything on the show notes. So to find the show notes, you just go to trishagoyer.com, T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com, and then click on podcast, and you will see all the podcasts there. You click on this one for Dana and Robin, and you will see links to everything that they mentioned. So I pray that you will be encouraged. I pray that you will be inspired. And I pray that you will be blessed today. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.